Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Finally, we've got a bit of cricket. Week one was a complete non-starter. No games at all were even started on a Saturday. So much as Sal Ali and I can talk and talk and talk about cricket, even we thought it might be better to wait for the next pod till we had some County League cricket to discuss. And that we have. So Sal, how are you? You're well? Well, listen, officially the football season is over today. So we're on to cricket. So I'm happy that we've got... Well, I was going to say, you know, I work in Brighton. I have a very nice view of the stadium there, but I was going to avoid all discussion of it because um, the deed's done, right? Yeah, it's done. I mean, we had a great, great, great go. Hopefully next season we can go one step more. But you take your heart too. Obviously, City, who are an amazing side, you don't, you know, I mean, how many sides can do whatever they've done this season, winning game after game and it's relentless, aren't they? But in Brighton as yeah, well, I'm credit machine. to Brighton. I've always had a sauce for Brighton. Nice club, do their things, run their run club, yeah, run very properly by Tony Bloom. So I know you've got a little link to them. So, okay, well done. But as I said, it's now into the cricket. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm no great fan of Brighton, no Albion Football Club, but yeah, I do. I did, their stadium is on our campus. So, yeah, I did think of you this afternoon when, um, when, when they were well, when they were pinging the goals. But we'll move on. We'll move on. No need to discuss that yeah. in any great depth. Um, right. There was a bit of cricket played yesterday. Were you standing? I was, yes, Dan. I was in um, Division 3 and then came between K plus and that change. We can discuss that a bit later on if you want to. Cool. Reach out on that. Cool. That's it. It's, uh, we'll get to that in due course. Um, I also played yesterday, Sal. Sal, I was, um, I was drafted in because I, the captain of our third 11 was in Florida. Uh, and I was in somewhere um, that was a lot uh, colder <laughs> and wetter than Florida. I was over playing for our threes at Stanmore. Uh, and we had, a, we had one of those games that, I don't know. It, it's not the type of game that sort of sounds like it. it, it it's, it's very enjoyable, if the truth. No, we were all out for 58, Sal, right? And I said to one of my friends at the club on the way back, I think that was worth about 270, mm. which may be a slight exaggeration. But, you know, the boundary was six miles away. The grass was three feet long. The track was, well, let's just say it was damp. Um, not in any way dangerous. It was perfectly fine to play. 
but it wasn't great to bat on. So, uh, so we scored 58, and they very, very nearly did not get them. They were 47 for eight at one stage, and uh, we thought we had a, uh, the chance of a historic win uh, coming our way. But someone, uh, Nabin Samarakun, who a few listeners will know, he's been around for a long time playing for Stanmore. Um, he came in and, and did what? The, the only thing you can do on a pitch like that, he boshed it. And um, a six and a four, and they won the game. But in a way, a classic game. It's a really exciting end to, to the fixture. But, you know, 58 all out versus 59 for eight. It's, it's not normally what, what, you'd, um, you know, what you'd turn up and expect to see. But there we go. Good to get involved. Um, I'm still yet to get moving in terms of scoring runs this season. So let's just leave it at that. And how's the body, how's the body today? Are they Eugene suffering from what you told me about how you're feeling today? Well, sure, you're fit by right. on your marathon, so I'm sure you're fit to fiddle. Yeah, most people can face four balls and get naught and still be all right yeah. in the end, though, Sal, to be honest. But uh, yeah, yeah, Eugene Berger, our producer, he, he, he batted quite a long time, bowled a few overs, and, and, and he's, uh, he's in a nice bat at the moment, I think, trying to recover. Um, so, so all good. Cool. On to um, rather more proper cricket. No disrespect to anybody else who also played in the third tee yesterday, but the Prem. Um, plenty of action yesterday, although not five games. Now, what, what's been going on there? There were a few games that didn't make it through, right? I mean, in, in the Prem, it was Northern Six and Crouch, and that was called. Cool. I think there's an issue in the cop with the weather because. Because Highgate were off. Well, as well all the games they? of the cop were called off. So, North Mid, right. game against Crouch End. Crouch End's twos against whoever they're playing, it was called off. Highgate versus Brentford was called off, and North London versus Axon was called off, and also Hornsby's twos were also called off. So there must be some different sort of weather situation going on in that area because no action took place at all in that area. Whereas I think everywhere else across the county, there was games played. Um, I mean, that, that sounds really weird. I don't, I don't recall that ever happening. Are we talking like dodgy drains or something? Or, or, or just like, you know, really odd rainfall that fell on the cotton nowhere else? Someone mentioned to me maybe some pictures are made that there's some sort of clay involved in the pictures. I'm not sure what, what that means or how that affects it, but... That's one of the reasons I was told yesterday. But yeah, I don't know exactly why it's that area in particular. Um, but as I said, it was no play at all in the corner yesterday. Very frustrating stuff. Yeah. However, as you said, Dan, there were games played. Um, and our championship holders from last season, Tennyson, off to a good start, uh, taking on Stanmore. Very close game, actually. Both game, both sides really sort of went for it, um, trying to win the game. Tennyson batting first, scored 1-9-1. Um, 50 for Aaron Arin. Tom Brock, um, who's a steady sort of seam bowler, really sort of goes unnoticed amongst Stanmore. Obviously, apart from Stanmore, obviously, rate him highly, but within the league, I think he's a very sort of underrated performer. Took four wickets. Um, now, last year, Tellington's pace attack was all about Andrew Brewster, who took the league by storm, um, taking wickets after wicket, week in, week out. But yesterday, it was his partner, Chris Sell, took five for 18, um, which really did damage for Stanmore. Chris Patel scored 66, but Ultimately, they just fell short by eight runs. So, tend to be delighted to get a win um, in their first game played this oh, season. Was Stanmore ever in the box seat there, or were Tellington always in control? No, it does sound like a tight no, finish. Stanmore definitely had the opportunity to win the game. I think there's five done, maybe around fifty odd runs. Um, so, the, the game was there to be won. However, uh, as I mentioned, so bowled a really good spell up top, and then they just sort of squeezed him at the end and managed to go over the line. So, they'd be delighted, as I said, to to get the first win on the board straight away and. Look, sort of, you know, retain that title from um, last season. Yeah, you, you want to get up and running with a win, whoever you are, and I'm sure Tennant will be very happy with that. But Stanmore, I think, will also be telling themselves that they're going to be pretty competitive this year if they're running Tennington that close. So they've definitely got um, not just two points to take away from the game, but also uh, probably the feeling that uh, this season's got plenty to offer for them 
as well. And I guess Ealing might be saying something similar too. We, we probably expected them to beat Finchley, but they did so pretty convincingly. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it looks an easy win. or I mean, on paper before the game, but you'd think Ealing would win that and like, obviously got to do their job and win the game. So they'd be delighted to get their 10 points or on, on the board straight away. Um, batting looked good. Robbie White scored 59 not out. Finchley in 147 all out. Um, you know, I mean, I think I do feel they're going to have tough year looking at the side. It's very young. Apart from Dave Burson, obviously, who runs in week in, week out. And yesterday, again, he did the same, took a couple of early wickets. Um, but Ealing were in control, really, as the game progressed. And a nice seven-wicket win for them to, to get their ball running for the season. Yep, they'll be pretty happy with that, as I suppose. Will uh, will the Bush, right? Shepherd's Bush, another side who did very well last year. Um, certainly, you and I have said before, we think they've that they've matured as a team and, and that they'll definitely be looking um, to make a title push. And, and yesterday's result says, you know, that's that's something that's perfectly plausible. Yeah, I mean, I, I popped in on the way home from my game into the bush to catch the end of the game. And, I mean, they, they won by 109, 109 runs against Bronsbury. Um, batting first, Bush scored 2-4-5 for 9, Luke Matthews 67. Um, they just look like a, a real unit, really good side. On, you know, you look at a side on, on the field and you get good body language. And everyone seems to be on board. Um, and I really think they're going to be at a force this year. Um, and the attack will always be one that checked in. And yesterday was a great example. The quicks did a bit early up top. Good, good, good sort of spin department as well. Um, the only thing I think they might be lacking, which is meant to say, maybe uh, a bit of variation in the spin. So they've got off spinners, I think three. Um, however, they've got a leggy or somebody who sort of can bowl so left time. So that could be maybe just like chinking their arm and riding the bowling. But as I said, they, a really strong looking unit. Hang around afterwards for a drink, and it seems like a really buzzing place at the minute. Lots of people hanging around and socialising. The good feel about the bush, I think, and I think that's going to continue as soon as it progresses. They they will definitely be a side who will be challenging. I think marvellous. That's just what I wanted to hear, knowing that Twickenham are playing them in week three. But there we go. The fixture list throws these things at you. You've got to deal with them. Um, and the last game, um, yeah, Hampstead came through against against our guys, didn't they? They beat Twickenham by three wickets. Well, I mean, you, you said about next week, like yesterday, looking at the game, it was one and one day that you popped to the ground towards the end of the game. Yeah. So yeah. it went back and forth, didn't it, really? You know, you had a great start as Neville gets you off to a flyer. Um, McGiffin, see McGiffin for Hampstead, bowl well, took five wickets, went back into the game. Maybe 161, maybe what, 180, 190, could that be maybe probably a bit more of a score potentially? I don't know, looking at how your wicket sort of fell. Yeah, I mean, Nev Tolbert, as, as people know uh, from around the league, he, he, if he bats 10 overs, he, he's going to cause havoc because he, he just bats the way he bats. And um, he, he got us off to, to a flyer in a day on a day when, when low scoring was, we all knew that was going to be the norm. I mean, Shepherds Bush is 245. That's a proper score, yeah. given, given the, the challenging conditions yesterday. So, I mean, 180, 190, 200 was always going to be quite testing, but we didn't quite have enough in the middle to get there. We had a few people chip in. Uh, certainly Ben Neil Green got 30-odd and uh, Mayank Mahotra got, got, got something similar. So not, not a complete disaster to end up where we did, but we, we were open for a bit more. Um, and, uh, and, and that became even more apparent as Hampstead dug in in the middle of the innings because we started really well. Gurdjieff Sandu's bowling nicely, ended up with five wickets. Um, but we, our, our Chinaman, Angus McKenzie, he, 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 um, he was injured. He only bowled a couple of overs. And with Rashid Mullazada not being around this year, we're we, we perhaps a bit light there in the seam department, if we're being brutally honest. I mean, Adam, Adam Mather's figures were quite good, but it did feel that another seamer wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. And, um, and, and Hampstead dug in and batted really well. And ultimately, um, I, I, think, I think you've got to take your hat off to them for doing that because 
um, you know, the, the 50 not out by, by the former skipper Fraser at the end there is, is, a, is a proper knock in a tight contest. And, um, and, and he took them home. So, so well done to him. I think Ben's one of those cricketers who's he's been around the houses. He's played such a good level of cricket over the years. This situation yesterday wouldn't have faced him at all. You know, for him, it's something that he relishes, I imagine. Um, and yeah, he just showed his task and quality in getting Hampstead over the line with him. You're not out, so yeah, and that's I think that's right. I think, and I think people often think that, and I, you know, I, I don't want Ben Fraser to take this the wrong way, but I think people often think good cricketers have to look like Joe Root, mm. they have to have elegant cover drives, they have to look like they've got every shot in the book and they play it effortlessly. And Ali might well be able to do that, but he wasn't going to do it yesterday. Uh, sorry, because, because you know, the conditions were what they were. And Ben went out there and he, um, he, he made sure he hit the ball where there were gaps. And Hampstead's a slightly odd-shaped ground, and he was using the short boundary quite nicely. You know, all very irritating if you bowl him, because of course it is. But um, but it was a very sensible knock in doing what he needed to do to get Hampstead over the line. I mean, you know, Ben Ben Frey's been around a bit; he knows how to do it. And um, and, and and respect you to him for that. I, I'm quite intrigued to see how this result looks in nine weeks' time. And I, I've been watched about an hour, an hour and a half of it yesterday because our game finished early. Then um, I'm not sure. I think both teams have got the potential to surprise. Both teams will win some games, but I don't know how many. And um, and I think it'll be interesting to see whether they're, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, or I wouldn't have said first, second, third, but maybe third, fourth, fifth. And, um, you know, it is a silly season. Sometimes you get results in week one that you look back on and think, that's a bit weird. How did that happen? And I've got no idea how we'll judge this one yet. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that one, see how that one pans out. Um, if we go into Division 1, Sal, was there anything that caught your eye there in particular? How St. Rory's straight away, look at that result. It's quite mm, very convincing, yeah. isn't it, Dan? It's a fantastic start for those guys. Uh, Barnes really under the quash here. Harrison Rose, 165, all out and 44.3. But their home is a fortress. You know, they don't lose many games at home. Um, it's almost one of them ones you look on a coupon. It's a straightaway tick for Harrison Marys. And Barnes, 53, all out. Uh, I mean, what's that? You look at that, if you look at a card, or actually, if you look at the score line, you think straight away, Kazmi 5, Patel 5, you know, wickets each. But actually, it was Brandon Condrade who um, took five for sixteen, including a hat trick. So it does go to show that there is variety in the attack. There is they're not over reliant on, on the two spinners. There are fantastic spin bowlers. The pacemen can chip in when they have to. So that obviously bowls well for the rest of the season. And they'll be, as I said, you know, looking forward to, to the week three, which is a cracking fixture against Harrow Town, almost like a local derby. Um, but again, as I said, at home, they're a real force to be reckoned with. And and I, I think everyone talks about. Patel and Ravi Patel, he's a fantastic, you know, the next pro, he's played at a really high level. But I think, I think Kawa Kazami, you know, he's a really, really good player. He doesn't really get as much plaudits as, as Patel does, but he's so consistent with the bat and with the ball. You know, yesterday he scores 43 runs, um, yeah, 43 runs, batting like five, and then with the ball, you know, again, obviously he didn't take many wickets, but he's, he just adds control. He has that kind of experience that he needed in the side. And he, he you know, I mean, 6 0 with 1 for 14. Um, but as I said, he was the man who did the damage, and Harrison Murray will be delighted. Yeah, he will. And I mean, I'm, I'm in, intrigued to know what Barnes make of it, really, because it was the type of day where sides could be 50, 60, 70, all that. And I'm not just talking about, you know, third tier cricket. It, it was a day where there weren't, was collapses were on the agenda. So it may well be it was one of those sort of bad days, write it off, whatever. Um, and, and that's plausible. Or, or it may be, of course, that, that they were literally blown away and, and they, they couldn't, you know, they just couldn't handle what Harrison Marys have. And as you say, Harrison Marys have been 
in this position for a while now. They're pushing to go back into the Prem and we expected them to start strong and, and, and they clearly have. So um, so it will be very interesting to see how they get on against Harrowtown next week, who, who we know have had two fantastic years, but they came up just short against Hornsey themselves. So they'll probably have something to, to prove next week. And the Hornsey game sounded like it was um, an entertaining one. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure all those sort of mixed feelings about yesterday's game, they probably feel... One, they they can compete at this level because they obviously take on one of the top sides and come away short by six runs. However, maybe ruin the fact they should have maybe they could have won. Like they, they, I mean, they're chasing uh, 186, having restricted Hornsby to 186 um, off, off 45 overs. Where um, Josh Haynes, who who played last year, I think he's linked his I think Gavin Haynes, ex Worcestershire plays. I think his son, he's his son. Um, he scored 60 at the top of the innings. Um, and then Harriton, obviously, yeah, they're very attacking side. They're cre- they're brand new. Let's be aggressive. Let's put teams on the back early on. And they was in a good position at one point. I think almost like six fifty odd for two, maybe off about ten twelve overs. So in a decent position. Um, but then we get started to fall. A bit of pressure being applied. Must have mentioned Tom Wyatt there, the keeper for Hornsey. I saw footage today of a great stumping. He took off Jack Bruce, and Jack Bruce isn't you know a trundler at that level. He does push the ball through at a decent pace. So. That was a great piece of glove work from, from Tom. Um, and, you know, it was one of them games where it kept going back and forward and then it looked like Hornsey were going to win. And then the last wicket kind of chipped away and they added nearly 30 runs, 29-run partnership. However, um, they just fell short as Bruce took the final wicket. So, Harrow turned 180 all out. As I said, as you mentioned, Dan, as you said on, um, on our document, they had two big players out with Hassan and Sikande, who from what sounds like back next week. However... You know, it's a, it's a squad game, so every side will have players out at some point during the season. So that can't be used as an excuse. Um, but as I said, they'll, they'll be they'll be positive in the fact they know they can live with this level, hopefully. But maybe ruin the fact that this one got away. Also, or however, credit to Hornsey. You know, they, they, they've come down. They are being tipped as favourites to go back up against a bit of pressure on them, I suppose. Some new players also are in the team. They've had to bed in, and it looks like they've started off pretty well. And they're using trust one of the players' names there, Dan, wasn't you? In the Hornsey side. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there was quite a bit that was interesting in this game, but I, I did notice they had a, bowl, a bowler called Starling, yes. which um, I thought was quite intriguing, and, and I, I, I know nothing of him. I'm sure he's a very nice man. Uh, I hope he wasn't purging anybody, yeah. but um, but did catch one. I've never met any Starlings before, so um, right. he, he, he did he did get a game in for Hornsey. Um, but I agree with all that. I think it was a very close game. Uh, both sides will feel they could have won it. I mean, Hornsey did win it, but certainly Harry Tain, uh will feel there were missed opportunities. I mean, you do notice that, you know, Akhiles Ramesh got top scored for Harrowtown with 32. Yeah. And if somebody got 50 or 60, they win that game. But, I mean, that, that that's the way cricket rolls. Um, I'm pretty sure that losing at this stage of the season won't be the end of the world for Harrowtown. It might even be a good thing, you know, to show them that, you know, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Not that I'm they, they ever thought it would be. But sometimes just a little bit of a reality check can be the best thing you you ever yeah, you ever have. So um, they've got a great opportunity to bounce back against another good side. They've got a tough fixture list at the beginning here, haven't they? Yeah. Hornsey and then Harris and Mary's next week. Yeah. So uh, that is definitely one to keep an eye on. How, how, does, how, does, that one, uh, how does that one pan out? Um, another side that we think will be up there, Richmond. Well, they had a rather more straightforward David looks of it, didn't they? They were, they were over at Austerley. Yeah, they won quite easily. But as you said, Dan, so 168 for free chasing um, Mossy's 167. They got to win 30 overs. So um, Richmond, Adam London, we're really happy. Adam London actually was there at the end, scoring a throw. Um, 120 run partnership with Eddie Bridge with second wicket. Jake Dunford got off to a really good start, scoring 17 nights out. And uh, they're overseas this year. There's a guy called Ryan Quinn, uh, who's a really good bowler from what it sounds and what I've been told. 
from New Zealand. He took four for 23. Um, and Sam Goodgoff, three for 28. Obviously, all that, as, as we said, for 167. Um, Tokia Hussein scored 59 for them. However, it was nowhere near enough, as as, as mentioned, because Richmond cruised the victory and win by seven wickets. Yeah, the Richmond boys were happy with that. Austerly, as they will have known, are always a potential banana skin. As we've said many times, that they, they can they can cause problems for the very best teams and they can lose to the very worst. So, um, it, you know, an awkward customer to be coming up with, uh, coming up against first up. But Richmond will clearly be uh, clearly be happy with that seven wicket triumph, as will um, Winchmore Hill, uh, local derby to start against Southgate. And um, they came through with, with flying colours, right? Yeah, so just, just apologies. Rykwin is actually um, a resident player, not an overseas However. Um, just to make that clear, if I get told off by anyone. Um, yeah, that means cool. yeah. I mean, no, there, there's a complicated set of rules for you as to who, who qualifies now as a resident cricket, but that's another one for another time. Yeah, yeah, right? we'll leave that one for another time. Yeah, we could start for Winter Well, yeah, local derby, as you said. Um, and are you, are you spotted the same where I spotted what you've got on our notes here? Then no one actually scored. Um, everyone got double figures, didn't they? Which is really interesting for, for a scorecard here in terms of how the batters were yep. all chipped in. And that is a great example of everyone chipping in, is it really? Um, Captain Sasha Silver. Well, it is, and particularly when you look at, I think, yeah, Sasha Silver out them open, which he doesn't normally oh, do. That's a new one I'm not sure yeah. that's the plan yeah. moving forward to the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah. But he did say that he, he stepped up. He got 51, then we got Abby Tipnis 49, Ross Forrester 48, not out, Jim Gatting 47. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty solid, isn't it? Well, you need somebody to get 50, and he got 51, 50, 51, 50, 49, 48, 47. Anyway, I'm being a bit weird now saying Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, because... uh, but yeah, so yeah, good start. Be a big total if someone did. <laughs> it would be. Um, so, yes, um, Mitch feel really happy, obviously, with that first win on board. And Scott Forrester, who, who's got Robert Ross also plays on the side, took four for 40. Max Jones, I know, Max Jones, I know he's played in the twos in the past, I'm pretty sure of that. Um, now, whether that's a sign of their availability issues or their players, oh, maybe even just Max is there because obviously scoring 43 does deserve a chance on the basis of that. So, um, bragging rights go to Mitch Hill in the, in the sort of first local sort of North London derby in that division. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they will be quietly confident that they can go a bit better than, than last year. As I say, I don't think Sasha Silver out themselves themselves an opener. I think they've got a few boys coming back who may well fulfil those roles and he'll drop down, which says that they're probably going to be reasonably strong. Um, uh, so, so one to another team to keep an eye on, see how they, see how they go in, the, in what may be slightly tougher games uh, that, that they've got ahead of them. Um, in Division 2, um, well, this, this may be the first example, Sal, of of, of what I think or I hope is is not actually a curse setting in because most of the sides I've tipped to do well didn't do very well yesterday, Sal. And this is the first obvious example. Your teams, on the other hand, seem to have done quite nicely here. And in, in this division, you went for Kenton and, and they, they won. And I went for Wickham House and they didn't win. And this pattern happens quite a lot. I'm sorry to anybody I tipped, um, but this, this pattern seems to stick. Um, Kenton's victory... Pretty tight, but they got there in the end against Enfield, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy. Uh, Enfield, actually, the captain, as we speak about last year on the pod quite a bit, he was actually working, so he didn't arrive till pretty late. So he batted number nine, um, and they were 71 for nine at one oh, point. Okay. Um, and then he's he's gone and smashed, oh, wow. yeah, he smashed 40, uh, as he does in no time at all. Took him to 1 2 1. Um, now that's, I mean, yeah, Enfield, normally that's not. Quite easy score, obviously, because they're a really good batting track there. But it's nothing. Howard yeah, Webber's yeah. obviously played its part recently and made batting not so easy. So Kenta really had to sort of struggle and grind their way to what will, you know, be a fantastic win to set the team together. They didn't have the best starts actually. They were twenty-four for five, looking really in the mire at one point. Um, but they they managed to have some resistance down the low order. Imran Kayum, who's played professionally, scored twenty-nine. 
Um, Mohamed Mohamedi, who's took four wickets in the first innings, scored 20 as well. And those sort of knots were vital as Kenton won with just under sort of three and a bit overs to go. So they're off the mark. That's a big win. If you're 24 for five, chasing one, two, one, and you win, that is a big win. Yeah. Fair play. So they'll, they'll be in, you know, in, in good spirits last night as they, you know, welcome themselves back into Division 2. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think Wembley, who who came down, of course, they'll, they'll be pretty happy to have got through against Winchmore Hill. Winchmore Hill, uh, Winchmore, uh, against Wickham House. Wickham House were 190 for nine batting first, which in the great scheme of things yesterday is not, not doesn't appear to be a bad total. Um, but Wembley knocked it off. They, they knocked it off in 30-odd overs, 31.5, I think it was, uh, with three wickets left. And it, we had the only first 11th century of the day anywhere uh, in Middlesex in this game, and that was Wembley's Nick Owen, who scored 100, which was clearly vital in them winning the game. And he scored 100 off 83 balls, who so didn't hang about. Um, and that, that was the difference, I think, between the two sides. So um, Wickham House certainly competitive, but Wembley, uh, Wembley sneaked home and got, got the 10 points to get them off to a, get them off to a good start. Um, moving into Division 3, um, we both went for the same side. We both went for Ali Pally uh, yesterday yeah. and it uh, didn't go quite so well for them, did it? No, beaten by Chiswick, who by all accounts are looking like a very strong outfit this season. Um, so they're, they're setting down. Yeah, they finished strong last year, didn't they? Chizik? Yeah, they're one yeah. of them sides. That, they've always got good core players. Um, the club that's on the up, obviously, they've lots of work done into their ground. They do a great Sunday roast from what we've been told as well. Um, so I, I, you know, they've 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 set as I said this all out early on and beat beat Chiswick by so she runs. Um, it's going to be one of those ones I think that division where again you have got sides you can beat each other on any given day. So. You know, Chiswick will know that APR are going to be contenders, so it's it's a good start for those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting game that, but I think both of those sides will be looking to try and carry on some good work from from last season. So Chiswick, yeah, they'll, they'll be pretty happy with it. Um, the other side that came up actually last year, old Isleworthians, they they also came off setting best. They were at SKLPC. Uh, that was 155 versus 119. So um, so yeah, um, just to show that you know. Promoted sides don't don't necessarily cruise into the next division and, and carry on where they were. So they'll no doubt regroup and um, you know uh, and come back next week. Um, London Tigers, Sammy Hyder, he's still there, isn't he? He's still going. Sammy Hyder is still plugging away, mate. He's back in other season season and the league that he's had. Uh, yesterday, he still the league leading week t- wicket taker in league history by a mile, and he's he's on the hunt for more, isn't he? He is indeed. But all well, yesterday wasn't one of those where he talking the wicket, so he scored one not out in, in the batting. Um, figures of four overs all for 20, so no wickets yesterday, but I'm sure when the wickets are more to his suit, and they'll, they'll be ticking over quite nicely for him. But Tiger, yeah. Tiger set up, set up well, I mean, start. that means he, yeah, that means that he is, of course, in, in what would be the conventional position of having scored more runs than taken wickets. Whereas last year, he did take more wickets than he scored runs, yeah. Um, which says a lot about his bowling, a lot about his batting. So he's, um, yeah, quiet day, but good win for London Tigers. So on their day. They are a handful. They can beat anybody, but they sometimes don't have enough of those days to, um, you know, to make a promotion challenge. Let's see if this year's any different. Division four. Now, a side that made a real late run for promotion last year was Besbury. They didn't get it because they left it just a bit too late, but um, they certainly started off positively yesterday. Yeah, two, two, four for eight or forty-five, and Europe Patel scored seventy-eight for Brisbane. I think he got a load of runs last year, so he's obviously had a good start to the season. And West Terra, nowhere near at 93 all out. So an early marker um, set down by Besbury. As you said, he had a good run last year towards the end of the season, just missed out promotion. So we're hoping to go one better this season. Yeah. 
And obviously you tipped them. I tipped Kensington and Chelsea. Um, and um, No, sorry, I tipped London Sportive and they lost to Kensington and Chelsea. So I apologise to London Sportive. You can have a rotten season. But they, they certainly got well beaten yesterday. I put wrong there. They got well beaten yesterday. Kensington and Chelsea, 203 for seven. Uh, London Sportive, 108. And I picked them because I thought that they, they, they've got the ability to beat a lot of teams, as they've shown in previous years, but um, struggled yesterday. Um, Anaruda Das, worth noting that he took six for, six for 28 for Kensington and Chelsea, which is a decent start to the season in anyone's book. Talking of which, New Calypsonians, another one of your tips in Division 5, they also were pretty impressive, right? 223 against uh, Youth Wings 89. So Steve James got 76. Um, just a 10-6 is there, Sal, in his 76. This, is, this innings uh, is brilliant. Decent. He's like, have you seen, I mean, he scored, as you said, 76. He scored 10-6 and, and only two fours. Uh, I mean, what were the fours? To, triples out the third man. And, I, don't know, I mean, why, it's just brilliant how he just, I'll forget about hitting fours or sixes. So 68 runs in Brown. You know? No, the four, surely, were, were f- then they must have been first bounce yeah. over the bounce. Yeah, maybe. They have to yeah. be, don't they? Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll dropped in the round, maybe, or something, just tripped over the line. But yeah, he's a great, great, great knock. 76, as I said, or as you said, and scoring 68 in boundaries. That's brilliant. I love that kind of batting. So he only ran eight, eight runs. Yeah. You've got to wonder why he bothered with them, haven't you? Yeah. What would be? <laughs> Just stand there and whack it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it must have been a fantastic. And I have new Calypsonians as that sort of side that, that like to play positive cricket oh, yeah. and give it a whack. Um, but Kush Gandhi got five for 14 for them with the ball as well. So they, they um, yeah, they gave. You swing a bit, a bit, a bit of a beating, to be honest, uh, and that's an impressive first one up. I went for Swami Bapper in this division, um, partly because they, they they had a good finish the last season as well. But they they came second against United Sports. That was 156 against uh, 106, and of those 106, and I fear there might be a theme developing in the next 10 minutes of this podcast. So they scored 106, and there were 34 wides in that. So um, yeah, nearly a third of Swami Bapper's total came in uh, no over a third came came in wide so that's um yeah they'll probably want to get a few more runs off the bat next um next week final one worthy of that i reckon in division five priory park um hitesh patel picked up six for 17 uh there in their seven wicket victory over northwick park again pretty impressive performance and there were there were again 29 wides in northwick parks 98 so um yeah wides are beginning to plague us uh, already was it the same story in Division Six? What did you pick out there, Sal? There were there were a few more runs around there, right? They were. Uh, I mean, we everyone. I think have we all tipped stallions um, to to win that. I, I definitely. I know, yes, I'm, I'm all over them. Yes, I think we are. Over from last year, and they've they've had a great start again, um, winning by five wickets. Pressure 109 all out, 110 for five in 18 overs. They don't mess around, do they? They're obviously always in a hurry to get somewhere. Um, yep, they smashed it. Their, their, their games will never be. Um, Ones that put you to bed at all, very entertaining. Um, the guy who actually got a load of runs from last season, Zishan Chowdhury, um, won the highest top score in, in all the leagues, actually. Yesterday, he's, he's set off with you know similar intent as he did last year. Uh, chased, so they, they've chased uh, 110. He scored 65 of those. He's trying to... Steve Jacobs got, got 10 sixes. Zishan, three, three short. He scored seven sixes in his innings of 65. He's got up his game, so it's poor. Yeah. It's poor. He's got up his game. We need more. Two, we, need, we need double figures from him in terms of sixes. Yeah, two fours and seven sixes. Um, so he's, he's, wow. he's, he's obviously a man that's probably playing a bit below where he should be playing. But however, you know, credit to Stanley's and they're, they're off the ball, off the mark. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And we also had, um, well, the biggest score of the day by quite some distance in, in, in this division. I'd like to know what the climatic conditions were where United Sporting Club yeah. were playing because they managed to get 320. I mean, what, what 
And we fair play to them. I mean, blimey, you, you would not have got that at Kingsbury School in Stanmore, I can tell you. Um, so 320 for six against Harrow Millennium, who got nowhere near it, 140 all out. Um, Martha Zaraman, 88, Raju Kumar, 81, and they both opened. So um, a yeah, big opening stand there. Uh, and there were 41 wides in, in that total. But even then, you know, United Sporting Club clearly um, out on their own in terms of run scoring, um, run scoring this week. We also... Had a tie, Sal, didn't we? First tie of the season over at Regent's Park, right? We did have a tie. Actually, just saying that, I've just looked on, on the website. So, um, nice sporting club played a home game ground at Edmonton, War, where Edmonton used to play. Um, and uh, well, actually, uh, actually, no, Churchill Recreation Ground, it says here. So, I'm not sure exactly that's Edmonton's old ground. Oh. However, um, Caleb Stones also played there. So, there must have been a few balls flying around this time between them two games and a few sort of cries of head occasionally because. With Steve James smashing everywhere, and obviously, you mentioned here they've scored from the 20. Be, uh, the United Sports Ambassador won't hang on either. So, that must be a bit of a hard, hard hat day for anyone watching or on the sidelines. It's quite ironic, those, those two clubs scoring runs right next to each other. Or, you know, maybe that maybe the surface was great, maybe maybe the boundaries were short, yeah. but whatever. You know, I've played on plenty yeah. of grounds where with short boundaries where I've not scored 10 sixes. So, um, so yeah, respect due to those guys for, for piling the runs up. But what about this tie, Sal? Regions Park v South Harrow, right? Brilliant. Uh, Regents Park 114, obviously South Harrow 114. Uh, Regents Park 27 wide in their innings. Uh, and South Harrow had a, great, had a great start, didn't they? They had Dark Parrot, scored 31. And assume they put at least 50 for the first partnership. you think so, wouldn't you? You'd think uh, so, wouldn't you? Decent start when you chase 114. Yeah, yeah. But then the wicket started to tumble and the nerve set in. And eventually, it was, uh, both sides of them to share their points. So that must have been some fantastic ends to that one. Uh, some great sort of scenes for either side in terms of Thinking they've won it at one point and they've lost it and they're back in the game again. So, um, ties one in results, isn't it? We walk away and you think we could have won it, but also we could have lost it. So, maybe they're probably quite content with yeah. what, what they've both got. And also, I think it, it would have been a tie had it been a time game because it was 114 all out, wasn't it, for South Harrow when they were chasing? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, they really are. It's not. It's not as if it's just you've run out of run out of balls. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Regents Park were taking wickets to get to that point. So, um, all good. Always like a tie. Always entertaining, um, and that's the first and so far only one we've had in uh, first eleven cricket this year. Um, division seven, um, not, not so many games. Only two games when they're in Division seven. We're not quite sure why. Yeah, I'm not sure so, why. Two games and the shortest explanation towards why. But yeah, um, two, two, so two matches. Berlin um beat Harlan to Meadows by seven wickets. Sorry, so by what's that about? 70, no, that's 60-odd runs, 64 runs, is it? 70-odd runs, wasn't it? 188 for 9, yeah. the 114. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harley's Abbas and Wyler took seven wickets. Now, this is going to get you going down. Are you sitting down for this one? Are you ready for this? Go on. 50 wides in Bahani's innings are 188. Um, oh. So, that's contributed to quite a few runs to, to the innings. Um, and in the other game, London Warriors had a good start back in the league under a new name, taking new gladiators, defeating them by seven wickets, uh, 105 chasing down 104 that new gladiators posted so i'm gonna i'm gonna get this out there right i speak i know I, someone who prefers to bat and i speak as a captain um bowlers forget your doozers forget that magic ball that you're trying to bowl just get the damn thing straight yeah. 50 wide you know that that really is you know a massive a massive um step up for for, for the opposition and and of course that they're not they're not alone in bowling that many wides let's uh, let's get it a bit straighter folks um, but all good. So two games, two results. Um, we move forward as last, as in last year, as was last year. We'll do our 
regular look at high scores and low scores, and we'll keep a tally to see um, how this pans out through the season. So, in terms of first eleven cricket, Sal, what was the highest score? It's United Sporting Club. Yeah, right? just mentioned them a few minutes ago. United Sporting Club priest twenty for six, and the lowest score again, something we spoke about earlier on, was Barnes in their game against House St Mary's, fifty three all out. Yeah, fifty three. That's yeah, that, that, that's that's competitive in terms of low scores. In terms of the highest score anywhere, well, that was United Sporting Club again. Now, I did think that that Twickenham threes. 58 against Stanmore threes might be in the game for the lowest score anywhere, but but it wasn't. There was a lower score than than us and Barnes out there, wasn't there? Yeah, so your score's not too bad, actually, compared to North Middlesex threes, who scored 44 all out. Uh, <laughs> a real low-scoring game, this one, chasing bronze, mm-hmm. 93, but you know, fell, fell quite a few short in the end. Yeah, yeah, they won by Canter. They won out of Canter, didn't they? But, yeah. But it is that type of year, where, that time of the year where you're going to get um, lower scores. Come, come July and August, the batsmen will be, you know, playing nice forward defensives on some grounds and it'll be fizzing across the square for four. So um, their time will come, but yesterday was definitely, uh, uh, with the odd exception, a day for the bowlers. We did have one or two other slightly odd things yesterday. Now, I'm quite happy for people to get in touch with us and tell us that we've got this wrong. But I think we had a dig-in of the day. And again, for, for new listeners we, in, in the all-day cricket or, or the, the time cricket, of course, you can bat out for a draw if things are going against you. And people do. And, and one of the skills is getting out batters who don't want to be got out so that happens we don't really have digging of the day in um in may because of course it's win-lose cricket and if you dig in well you can dig in all you like you're going to lose because you've got to score more runs in the opposition but it looks like we had somebody who did that anyway yesterday and the background to this it's division 4b in the third tier it's shepherd's bush fours against sklpc threes now shepherd's bush fours scored 114 all out, you know, pretty run-of-the-mill score given given where we were yesterday. Um, you think if you batted 45 overs, you're going to get somewhere near that, right? Well, SKLPC didn't, really. They were 71 for six of 45 overs in a win-lose game. And when I saw this, Sal, I thought, I think it's been a mistake here. I think they must have been 71 all out or something's happened. Uh, and, these, and that might be the case. But then you had a look at some of the things, we've seen the scorecard, right? You had a look at some of the batting and some of the bowling. It really was people digging in, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, 23 maidens illustrates that, doesn't it? Uh, uh, 23 maidens in the innings, wow. I mean, That's there must have been... Over half the overs were maidens. Yeah, I mean, there must be some conversation at some point where they say, okay, this is where we're at, this is where we need to get to, what's the plan? Um, we've got to do something here. We've, yeah. got, we've got to try and push it a bit. Yeah, let's try and hit maybe some boundaries. Or I mean, like you said yesterday, grounds weren't great, obviously, so... Maybe the ball wasn't carrying through the grounds. However, there has to be some kind of intent somewhere along the line. So, yeah, if, we, if they could get in touch with us and give us some more background, maybe we'd be happy to talk about it. However, it does seem to be maybe Bush's bottle was just far too good, far too difficult to get away. And, you know, they just decided, oh, we'll have a net instead and get some batting practice for the rest of the season, maybe. Well, I, I mean, again, I, I want somebody to tell me I've got this wrong, but Kishnan Vishram seems to have batted um, really interestingly. Yeah. 17 off 72 balls. But he did have one four and one six. Yeah. So the fact he's hit a six makes me think. And again, somebody tell me what the story is here. But SKLPC have dug in. And if I've got this right, they haven't got any points. No. They don't even get, you know, any bonus points for losing. So, I mean, fair play to you guys. I love a dig in. Yeah. I just didn't expect to see any in, in week two. So, so, so in a way, hats off to you. And um, I, I'm all all ears in terms of you telling me more about what's what's gone on there. So, uh, yeah, that caught my eye. Other things going on? Well, we've had some cup action um, over the weekend, haven't we? Uh, today, we're recording on Sunday evening, and maybe the odd shock or two. 
since the last week, actually, the League Cup started. Um, and how St. Rosie we've had a great start yesterday. Um, sort of, hmm. well, went, went one better last week, being Tellington in, in the Cup, which is a massive scalp to get early on in the season. Um, so they go. Oh, and that was that was last week. Yes, I didn't realize. I thought that was. I thought that was today. Last oh, Sunday okay. or last Sunday, one of those two days. Actually, it was last Sunday. Sorry, yeah. Um, beat ten, and that was a low scoring game, but they 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 got the got the win, so they moved to the next round. Um, the T Twenty big win, fair play. To yeah, them. yeah. No, I mean, they they I mean, they are side. It was a, it was quite a bad one. They they don't have much issue with availability. Yeah, the, the big men, the big players tend to play week in week out, and they then and they love playing cricket. So any competition, they'll be pulling out strong sides. And as that, as as that shown in the T20s, they also through to the later stages of the T20. And last Monday, Harrowtown, I umpired two of the games there. They went through um, from their section along with Hornsey. So they joined Harrowtown Red and Winchwell in, in the next stage where the Premier League, League comes, sorry, Premier League clubs come into it. So um, that'd be sort of good to watch and good to see who gets who. And then we have some national action today, sort of mixed fortunes for our clubs. Um, Bronsby got beaten by Aston Rowant. Richmond got beaten by Banbury. Um, I think Prince got beaten by Middle Middle Milden Hall. I need to check that actually. Uh, and North London, my club, we went to Brentwood and put really and you guys yeah, really good fight. Band. Yeah, you came second, didn't you? But it was a close one. Yeah, Loughborough yeah, Brent, Brentwood were a proper proper side. Very good. So, I mean, they're overseas this year. As a guy scored the second highest runs in the Sheffield State Sheffield Cricket Sheffield. What's it called? The Sheffield Shield. Sorry, yeah. So he was the Shield. Second highest scoring Sheffield Shield players overseas for Brentwood. Um, he scored third. He'll be dropped to Brentwood from what I was told. So we we went down by nineteen runs. So that's it's a good effort, you know. Something to definitely that's impressive. Yeah, to build upon. Yeah, that's a good effort. You, you you've definitely given that a good go. Yeah. Um, and talk to me about Stanmore. Now here's me saying, oh, hard to score runs, tough to get away. It wouldn't have pissed Stanmore had that problem today. Stanmore, had an amazing day today. They managed to post three hundred forty-seven for no wicket against Slough. I'm told Slough might have had ten men. However, still to get that many runs in the forty-over game is some Gee. achievement. Um, Steve Ryan got double. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Who, who got Steve that? Ryan got double century, and Ariane Sarwan, wow. one of the exciting young players who's on the field as well. So, um, them two obviously got themselves into form for, for next week. Whoever's playing next week must be thinking, oh, thanks a lot, Slough. Um, and Eating and Tennyson also went through as <laughs> well. Yeah. So, Eating and Tennyson were actually yep. all in the same group. Um, so, we could end up with a Middlesex final from that group, which would be good. It would be nice to get some one of our clubs into later rounds of the competition. Shame they're all in the same three. Into the last you know, because obviously yeah. only one will go through from that three. Um, Crouching is still in it, so they, they play next week against Indian Funders, I think. And if they win that, then they play Brentwood at home, which would be a cracking game. Um, so we do have some sort of, you know, some cheer in terms of the national competition. No, good to see. I mean, I'm, I mean, Slag gone. Slag, proper, proper club. Yeah. You know, play good standard cricket, so they, they must be shell shocked no matter who. You, you know, you're playing. You don't expect to be facing 347 for none. That is no. uh, that is bonkers and bonkers in in a good way. If you're a, a middle there's one consolation. Like we are, no, so, no, um, there's definitely one consolation though from that game. Go on. They would have had Steph's tees. Say again. They were Steph Brungold's tee. They would have had Steph Brungold's tee in between innings. Of course. So there's one thing it to walk past and look forward it? to. Is you know you're going to get the best tee in the circuit. Absolutely. They're, 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 every cloud does have a silver lining. Exactly. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. So. Cool. Um, What's been going on, Sal? Fantastic stuff. Um, let's hope for a bit better weather. Do, do, can you help me out here as the Daily Star oh, I've said yet? nothing yet. Obviously, they are the Oracle when it comes to the weather. So I'm hoping one day they do post one of their fantastic headlines saying heat wave imminent for the rest of the season. However, it's... Scorchier. Yeah, yeah. We're waiting for that. However, nothing yet. And as I said from last year, they know their weather information. So just keep our fingers crossed that that headline appears one day this week and we can look forward to, you know, weeks and weeks of glorious sunshine like last year. 
Fingers crossed. Fingers. But even then, it, I mean, I can't stress how good it is to actually get cricket played, um, particularly after week one. Um, and um, yeah, whatever happens in week three, we'll be here uh, recording uh, on Sunday night. Sunday, I'm, I'm going to Wembley on Sunday, Sal, just for the record. Oh, yeah. Ascot United, we my, my team, where I live and where I, I play in the vet. Yeah. Yeah, we are in the vet. At the first team in the FA Vars, so I'll be... I can I can talk you through that in infinite detail if you want me to. Feel free to say you do not um, next Sunday. No um, but we'll also be talking cricket then too. Yeah, just before we go, Shaw, I think we should obviously mention all all the people within the clubs who who've done a sterling job and getting grounds ready this this week for games to take Absolutely. place. Absolutely, behind the scenes, much so much work taking place, yeah. um, working all hours and to get cricket back on this week was was, was brilliant. So. Um, well done to anyone. I think that's well said because groundsmen they, they've had thirty four weeks where they've been thinking about this day and then it's a wet day. They've got stupid cricketers running all over their square and I can imagine them pulling their hair out. But certainly Hampstead where I you know I went to watch an ASA looked great. Look you know, fantastic to see see cricket being played and well done to all the, the guys and gals who, who who made that work. It's also so, yes, I mean, yeah, it's also great. the pressure under, aren't they? Because you've got you've got junior cricket as well that needs to take place. So you know, the pressure they must be under to get to get grounds ready, not just for the seniors, but for the juniors as well, must be immense. Um, I don't envy them at all, but as I said, well done for those people involved. Absolutely. Good stuff. Cheers, Sal. Well, have a good yeah, week. And, you're done. and um, we'll, uh, we'll reconvene next Sunday. Okay, mate. Okay. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.